0: Welcome to another episode of Sporting for His Glory. Today, I have such a phenomenal guest. I'm so excited to talk to him. Today's guest is Alex Samuel. Alex is a professional footballer for Scottish Premiership Club, Ross County. He began his career at Aberystwyth Town, breaking into the first team during the 2011 to 2012 season. He has also represented Wales as an under-18 player. Whilst at Swansea City Academy, Alex also played for Greenock Morton and Newport County and later signed for Stevenage ahead of the 2017-2018 to season. In 2018, Alex signed for Wickham Wanderers and helped the club to earn promotion and from 2021 has played for Ross County. Quite an impressive career to date and truly living the dream of many too making it as a professional footballer. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Alex. And as I've mentioned before, we actually started, I've seen you on social media and I've really just been so encouraged about your boldness in your faith. And, you know, it really shows through, it really shines, you know, in what you do as a player. And, you know, I just really was so excited to uh, connect with you. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: No, it's my absolute pleasure and really looking forward to sharing my story
0: before we start we always start with a prayer for the listeners. Sounds good. Thank you Lord for this moment. Thank you so much for this conversation that we're about to have. Thank you Lord that you are really amongst us right now God and I really pray that Those who listen will be so encouraged, Lord, that they'll know your presence, you know, with them, Lord, as they listen. Father, I really pray that your spirit will speak through us. I pray that this will be a really powerful conversation, Lord, for your glory. And I thank you for Alex. I thank you for his great heart for you, Lord. And, you know, what he's doing in his life, how he's shining for you, how he's being a great witness, you know, to others um, through his, his faith and through his character in you as well, Lord. So yeah, I really just pray that this conversation will really just be very, very special for our listeners and you'll just be glorified. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Fabulous. So the first question is, was it always your dream to be a professional footballer and when did this passion for football begin for you?
2: It's
1: been my passion since I can remember, to be fair, growing up. Um, And you did very well with the pronunciation of (laughs) Aberystwyth. <laughs> a lot of people don't they see that welsh name and they're like yeah I, i'll just call it or you know <laughs> well done um no it was um always my passion growing up it was such a um everything my my dad especially was massive into football as well and we just kind of it was our thing you know playing watching i used to uh support swansea that was the kind of the closest big team and it was my dad's team as well and just loved it, everything. You you'd watch it, you'd watch a game and you can't wait to get home and play like either on the on the PlayStation or uh, on the pitch and you just I was absorbed. It was, it was massive and um so yeah it was, it was a huge passion of mine from a very young age and um yeah st- still is to be fair.
0: Yeah. Oh wow, that's so amazing. Yeah. I oh, love to hear that. So what was your proudest moment, actually, you know, in your career? Cause obviously spoken a bit and I mentioned at the beginning, you've done so much in your career. Is there a moment that you can really pinpoint so far?
1: Yeah. I I'd say there's I'd say there's two really high moments. Uh, mountaintop moments would be um when I was on loan at Newport so um I went on loan from Swansea to Green McMorton uh, and they're in Glasgow but also I went to Newport and we were um in a relegation battle we were bottom of the table and we had to like win eight games out of 10 or 12 to stay up and we literally were the last 10 minutes of, of the final game managed to score and uh, we stayed up that was like in a a hard situation but still the elevation of keeping a club up was amazing but I'd say my probably favourite was when um, we won in the playoff final at Wembley and um, the the moment was uh, there was a moment with me and Akin were on our knees just giving God glory and there's a huge backstory to that moment you know that was a mountaintop but there was a really big valley before that as well um but I'd say probably uh, winning winning at Wembley and the playoff games I did uh, pretty well in that as well um probably my highlight to be fair
0: yeah oh wow that was really amazing true being at Wembley and having that moment and now you've got to be curious though so what was it like leading up to that tell us a bit about I guess the ups and downs you know to get to that amazing moment
1: ups and downs so I mean so as as for for example, um at Stevenage, um we went through me and my wife. So we got married when um I was so I was 21 when I got married, and then we found out three weeks before getting married, um, we were moving away, and obviously that was tough in itself. And we would we had to then obviously move away to, to Stevenage from from our homeland were hills. And it was a really tough year footballing-wise. And um lots of things happening and um it it was just it it was even in that season it was really tough but this is why like even what god did for me in that season was was incredible um so like you said we all have them seasons don't we where it feels like a prison season i i I refer it to like joseph in the prison you know nothing on his accord nothing in, in his doing wrong it was just unfortunately one of them seasons and it was for me it was an incredibly tough season where uh i was plagued with injuries and as every athlete they would uh mm-hmm. you know you face your fair share but um it was probably in the january season uh halfway through the season where I, my ankle flared up and um it was it was incredibly uh pain painful injury and um we went to the doctors, we tried to find out what was wrong, and doctors just said, look, I think it's just bone bruising, you know, you can't, that's, that's all it is. Um, it's really interesting because uh, we went, um, so our church at the time that we go to was, um, uh, she's um, Sharon Stone, not the actor, um, mm, yeah. Sharon Stone, so we, we were very linked in there. It's a very prophetic church, very on hearing the voice of God and all of that. Well, there was a speaker called Jane Hammond who was speaking one evening. this was like in the middle of that time. I mean, so sharp, so amazing. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a word about, um, she never knew me the first time I met her, but she gave me a word saying like, talk about athletes and gymnasts actually, that, you know, you can go through a season with um, weights around your ankles. I didn't even tell her about my ankle injury. It was mm-hmm. just all God flowing. It was amazing. And saying that, you know, when that weight comes off you're going to be able to jump higher faster and really she was saying up then like what the enemy meant for harm because we do have an enemy out here you know especially Mm -hmm. when you know he does not want God to get the glory so um really what God was saying is that look whatever the enemy throws at you I'm going to turn it for your good you know and whatever what the enemy tries to destroy your career. I'm going to turn it all around. So this was like before the storm, you know, like Mm -hmm. God gives you the the word maybe just before actually to, to brace yourself really and to be like, okay, I'm I'm getting through this storm. And it it was a storm. Like I said, this injury, um, my club also uh, decided to let me go. Um, And I was in this position. I was injured. I didn't know where I was obviously with paying bills you know I mean even in uh, I think people listening understand even just like financially as we are right now like how tough it is like so I was in a position where you know I had a family I had no money coming in like we're stuck and I'm injured like who's Mm. gonna sign me who wants me you know it felt like I'm stuck you know and it was amazing because right after that finding out that I was going to be let go. Uh, my pastor at the time, not sure, the, another one from Stevenage, uh, we decided to say, like, let's have an evening of praising Jesus. Let's just pursue him. Let's just praise his name. You know, let's not, you know, at the end of the day, no is bigger than him, you know. So let's put, sometimes the circumstances feel bigger. And I yeah. even sometimes, even now, sometimes you can find it slipping over, but it was putting priority back of, you no, know, you know what, we're going to sacrificial praise and we're going to really, in a way, desperate. We were, we were really in a hard place and emotionally, physically in a really hard time. So we, we praised him, we prayed. And it was incredible because when me and uh, my wife and our pastor were pray, uh, praising and praying, God spoke to me so clearly. And this is the amazing thing is sometimes in the prison season, in them hard times, that that's where God will meet you. Just for example, Elijah in the cave, you know, sometimes it's in them dark moments where God really does encounter. And it was in that moment where he spoke to me so clearly as we were praying, he said, Alex, the next place you're going to go, teammates are going to be saved. I went, oh, mm. wow, amazing. Yeah. And he said, also, you're know, going to be doing Bible studies in in Costa and coffee shops. You know, you go in ways, change the face of what people think church is. You know, so I was like, wow, OK, this is amazing. You know, but when we got to the end of, of the worship, I'm not kidding you. And God is so amazing how he speaks. So dreams, visions and all of that. Where he gave me such a clear vision of the Wiccan badge, clear as day. Mm-hmm. I, would, I just saw it in my mind's eyes saw it, and i said to rachel my wife said uh, that i saw wickham like i know like i know like it's it's wickham well so that was like okay i don't know if i've just had too much cheese the night before or you know i don't know in the meal i was just like okay god you know that would be amazing and i really do think you spoke to me with <laughs> one of them i was like A week later, my agent calls me and he said, oh, there could be a club, but you need to get your ankle sorted. You need to get it, you know, fixed. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, who is it? And he said, Wickham Wondrous. And I was just there like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, God's really speaking now. Um, And what's amazing is Wickham was also promoted to League One. So I was in League Two at Stevenage. So this was higher, better than, you know, in the natural life, my agent was looking where I was down, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was as well. If I'm being honest, I was thinking, who's going to want me? Like I'm still injured. Um, And yeah, so that was, um, that was just the first, I mean, there's so many, there's, there's a dream and all of that. If you want me to go into that, but I don't know if you want to have any questions in that, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's kind of just the start of just kind of how God is uh, really did move in, in in my in my
2: career.
0: Mm. Yeah, wow, there's so much there. Like I'm like, gosh, it's so good. It's so so good. Yeah, and it's great because it's so important, isn't it, in our sport that we have that like. That guiding of you know the Holy Spirit of God really like speaking to us and guiding us. So I just love how yeah you were really led by God and you knew where He wanted you to be. And actually, I think there'll be lots of people listening that will wonder like, how can I get to that point of hearing God's voice and and being aware of God's leadership in my sport? So do you have any you know advice in terms of those who want to just become more tuned you know to God's voice?
1: Definitely. There's, there's a like obviously number one is the it's all about relationship with Jesus. John 15 talks about the vine, the, the, the connective, you know, Jesus modeled to us that um that perfect relationship. And we have perfect relationship with our father now because of what Jesus done, but you you look at what Jesus in his life there was such intimacy and, and and uh closeness you know and if anything to start knowing that I also there's so much about identity and knowing that we are his son and daughter you know and that for me is the foundation for example even in this season god spoke to me about identity and he said the first you know before jesus did every miracle every like you can't even write it down in books cuz so much the first thing before anything of his ministry he when he was baptized the first commission the father said was son i love you and i'm I'm proud of you this is my son who i'm well pleased with that for us is the foundation for our relationship with god you know so number one i think is that really and that's where you can get get into the word of god see what he's saying about you you know and that for me that builds that relationship that you know his word is one of the most powerful ways he speaks to us you know sometimes we want the the visions and and dreams which are all amazing and they are needed um but sometimes god is in the very little things too and the big things will come um but it's also not it's it's kind of like don't look for the encounters look for him you know it's kind of that type of difference Mm -hmm. um for me as well surrounding yourself with really good people um prophetic people so even like church like we knew the church we went to was very prophetic, but really encouraged about hearing God's voice um, and training you to also listen. And when you're surrounded in that in that very like a very prophetic group, you, you kind of naturally learn as well as that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, number one, it's about your relationship with him, but two also the people that you surround yourself with. Um and you grow together. It's amazing. You know, nobody has everything all together, but it's just you growing together in that way, you know?
0: Yeah, that's great. Yes. Yeah, so much good advice there, definitely. So in terms of your football career as well, like how have you found your faith you know what's the impact of your faith in your career, and it's also great how you said about how God, you know, really led you to Wickham and told you about how people would be saved there as well. So I'd love to know kind of what was your journey and that sharing your faith and and seeing what God was doing, you know, within your sport around your teammates as well.
1: Yeah, like back to like when after the vision and that promise, you know, God gave me a promise, and it was it was tested, you know, it was really tested. Um, because like I said, I, I say to anyone, I, I genuinely couldn't be a footballer without my relationship with Jesus. I genuinely couldn't. I don't know how people do it to be mm-hmm. honest. I don't know how athletes, because of the high intensity and the cutthroatness of you're, you're, you're one minute here, you're one minute just chucked away. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it's brutal, you know. Um it it it's honestly I couldn't couldn't do it without him. Um and the very much that Stevenage experience. I was in this situation. I, I was chucked. There was rejection there. How many of us have to deal with rejection a lot? You know, that is, mm-hmm. is hard, chucked away, not wanted, injured. And it was my, obviously my ankle, uh, that was needed, really needed help. You know, I needed, needed something. And you know, as an athlete, you know, when something's not right with your body, you just know, there's like, I know people say like, Oh no, it's fine, but you just know, and I just knew something. Well, there was one night God spoke to me in a dream. And it again, like I said, when you journey with God, the big things will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a massive marker, like a, a, a like a what's it, like an altar really of just a memorial altar of just this is how good faithful God is. Well, in this dream, <clears throat> it was amazing. I was in this old this facility training facility and i go in and my old swansea physio was there um, at swansea and he said jump up from the bed and the long story short really there was i looked around and there were these surgeons cutting into my ankle mm-hmm. I was like, what? and they took out this black gunk stone this horrible gunk and they put it into my hand and actually put it in my hand. It was the most surreal dream I've ever had in my life. I mean, I don't have these. Gems. I'm not, you know, some people have dreamers. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a dreamer, but this one I was like, okay, I need to take note. Um, and then later on in the dream, this black horrible gunk was turned into this beautiful pink gem, this, this jewel. And I was going around telling people, look what my God has done. Look how faithful, look how good he is. So, you know, so woke up, wrote it all down. Really God, again, was saying what the enemy meant for harm, what that horrible injury in your ankle. Don't worry about it because God's going to turn it all around for you good. You know, so I was like, wow, OK. But long story short, there was loads that they, they were thinking of giving me an steroid injection, which, was, which would have been totally wrong. Um, and we went to get that actually done. And right before they looked at my scan results and they found that there was a chip bone in my ankle that needed to be removed. Mm-hmm. They exactly like in the dream, something needed to be taken out. That was like, wow, me, me and my wife, because uh, Rachel's really discerning. She felt a, a check, like a red flag with the injection. She was like, no, we need to really pray about this. Um, <clears throat> it was a, It was amazing. Um, and then what's amazing? This is how detailed and amazing God is in our life. More than we can. He says that he he's numbered our hair, like he knows us so personally and so uniquely. Well, my, for some reason, my Stephen H. Physio at the club I was contacted the physio that was in my dream, mm. um, my my Swansea physio, and he sorted out the surgery. And it was back in Wales as well. And in the dream, it was in Wales too. -hmm. They're literally Mm -hmm. like tick 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 tick, and I had the surgery and they took it out and I took a photo and it was pink exactly the same color that I had in my dream. So, well, talking about I'm saying all this stuff because when you journey with God and in these horrific moments and times and struggles and suffering, because a lot of Christians don't enjoy talking about that there is suffering. You know, Jesus says that you will go through suffering like it, it isn't a. you become a Christian or you're a Christian you get a, a jail free card and mm-hmm. but God is so faithful because you'll use that to work your character you'll work that to um really because there's honestly there's times in our life that we physically can't do something and there's that place of surrender, and I was in this place right now. I was so done. I was done with life. I was so empty. I was so broken. Uh, the amount of hits and just the, the bad things coming, and again, it was just that holding on to him. It was just that God. I can't. I can't do this. I, I can't do this. And I was like, God, you ha- I give you my football career. You know, I give you. I give you it because I can't do it myself. I give, I lay it on the altar, as they say, you know, I lay it on the altar. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this surgery um, that I had, um, it's literally now nearly the next season, like a week before the season started. So everyone's packed ready and I've heard nothing. And I'm back in Stevenage doing my rehab, trying to get my ankle sorted. Well, a week before the season started, my agent said, look, the only thing I have is a uh, oh that's another that's another story. So I had <laughs> two clubs in the middle of this offer me a, a contract as well. So two professional clubs that were in League Two, very good clubs. Um, and it was like gold dust. Like you got to take it. Like my agent was like, I've got to take this. Like that, you know. And then this is the thing: your agent isn't the one that guides you. It's cod, you know. So mm-hmm. it was like, well, okay. I'm going to pray, so I prayed, we prayed with rage, and we also, this is the other thing, we had very good prophetic people around us as well that we could also ask, but when we felt, we felt God say, say no, like, I've got something better for you, so you know, <laughs> when I put this, there, I haven't heard of Wickham in months now, so it wasn't like, oh, I was looking likely, there was nothing, <laughs> it was a jump off the cliff moment. I told my agent which I understand he was fuming because he was like oh what are you doing like you've got you're turning down two contracts like look where you are you've got nothing you're you're still you just had surgery Mm. and I was just like no I've just got to do this you know so then weeks go by then we get to the near the season and then the club that actually offered me a contract offered me a trial that's all I had and I was just like Again, I remember specifically after that, locking myself in, in the room and I was breaking down before God. I was just like, just, just absolute God, you've got to help me. And then that evening, uh, he messaged me a Wickham address and he said, Alex, Wickham have just come in um, and asked if you want to go on a trial there. Do you want to do it? And I went, yes, 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 yes. I went to Wickham, went on trial there and got a professional contract. And um, within a month, I was in the team, first team, playing, scoring goals, getting man of the matches in League One now, a higher league where I was before. And it was nothing of my doing. It was all him, all his glory. And that's the thing with God, like he'll get you to them places of totally emptiness and brokenness mm-hmm. because we can't do it ourselves. And it's that time where you just have to go, God. I give you my life. I can't do this anymore. And that's when he goes, okay, um, you know, you're ready for that promotion, you know. So mm-hmm. um, that was, yeah, that was kind of the journey to Wickham. And then um, obviously the whole teammates being saved is uh, mm-hmm. that, that kind of follows then. But um, it, it was, it was, uh, I hope that explains it. It's it, it, a lot of bigger part of my story is suffering. Like, yeah. It's not really spoken about um, a lot. It's normally all the the golden, ah, oh, this amazing things. But the truth of the matter is that, you know, it, it's, he's in, the, he's there in the tough times too, you know. And I've yeah. seen that throughout my whole life, my journey with God, you know, he's been there every step of the way helping me, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so powerful. Wow. I'm just, I'm just absorbing it all indefinitely. It's just an amazing story. And it does show, yeah, God is the one who exalts us, isn't it? God is the one who, it shows God's hand in it, like we were saying before, but also, yeah, God is glorified. Because when, when we're at our lowest, like you said, through those really difficult times of sport, like, yeah, we've all been there. I've definitely had my low times. But that's really when you do, you do see God's hand because you're like, wow, this really wasn't me. Like, trust me, was well, not me. <laughs> so yeah, it's just... Oh yeah so so amazing so in terms of like how have you navigated you know sharing your faith as well you've got obviously these amazing testimonies how have you found you know sharing that with you know your teammates
1: and it's a really good question because um like when we talk about the low points god doesn't want us to stay there like that's the thing he doesn't like oh i love i love seeing this like, he's not like that he wants there's always a journey and like i said there's the valley and then the mountain. So now I'm coming out the valley, like, you know, I've done my season of testing, done, you know, stuck with him and all of that. Now I was coming to the mountaintop and it was amazing because I had that exact question. I was asking God the exact same question. God, how do I share my story? I had this incredible testimony where I was like, footballers need to hear this and people need to hear this. You know, like, how do I do this? Because I think sometimes we put um unnecessary pressure on ourselves to oh we have to share <laughs> we have yes. to speak and it actually causes you to fear you know like it, it mm-hmm. becomes unnatural um and it was an amazing bit of revelation God spoke to me um um jesus said to me he said like I'll don't try and sell your fruit let people pick it
2: mm-hmm. and that for
1: me really helped me because
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was it was in that place of I really want to share but God was like look, just be who I create you to be, understand who you are. And in that place, that's when the Holy Spirit is released. That's when the fruits of the Spirit, the love, peace, kindness, joy, all of that, people start being drawn to you, the light, you know, so it was very much that. And I was just then, I, I took the pressure of sharing, having to speak. I just went, okay, you know, when it comes, it comes, you know, and I'm just going to be who God called me to be. So I was just myself, just, you know, just enjoying. And all of a sudden I had this teammate called Jason McCarthy come up to me in the gym. And um, I was close with a guy called Ben Bramper, who was a Christian as well. And we'd speak about God and things God did over lunch and stuff. Well, Jason overheard one of the conversations and he had a massive backstory, but wasn't a Christian at all, like, far from it mm-hmm. and uh he came to me went oh i think i want to become a christian and i'm there to my shot i was shocked i was like huh mm-hmm. you are like a deer in headlights i was like what, do I do, God? <laughs> what am i going to do so i was like okay well uh i was like well okay well let's let's go for coffee you know let mm-hmm. as every good christian says you know mm-hmm. let's, let's go for a coffee and have a chat so uh we went we went uh, to Costa down the road and just started talking, sharing our stories, sharing how good God is, and it, it, he just wanted, he wanted more, he wanted more, he could see, and before you know it, he, we were praying for him. Um, and then he had an encounter with Jesus when he was driving, and he yeah, had this, um, this. He was driving, he was listening to some gospel music that Ben Friend sent him, and then all of a sudden. He heard a voice come over his shoulder saying, "Son, I love you. I'm proud of you." Mm. And he literally had to pull over. And he he, this this he said like waves of love were just Mm. shooting down his body. And he was crying. He was just like, "Okay, I believe." And it was after that then that he said, "Like I'm sold. Like I've given my (laughs) life to Jesus." And I mean, for him, amazingly, he's when I talk about transformation, how God has transformed someone, he is like night to day, mm. everything is incredible, his story, and even his, uh, her, there's another story, his, um, his fiance at the time, heavily pregnant, was an atheist as well, so that was interesting, mm. um, led a couple of months praying, and really standing in faith, while she had an encounter with Jesus, in her in, in a, in a sleep, and the next morning, she, believed as well amazing stuff but talk about sharing so it's kind of just through relationship you know Like I built relationship with people in in the club so they it's important to have that trust people Mm -hmm. to trust you because if you just go and they don't know you share this stuff not to say the seeds are sown, but it's a lot more impactful when you are in that close relationship and they see the fruit they they, they you have time you know um with them and it was amazing because then we started doing Bible we started meeting Costa, and there was another teammate called Cameron Yates who wasn't a believer well, he had things happen and in, in his family and stuff with with God and stuff so he was kind of interested well he started coming. Mm-hmm. and then you started seeing just you know we formed a group and we we literally do it every week we do bible studies we pray for each other mm-hmm. it was amazing and then um the season after um we had another, like probably about 8 labs coming all together who weren't christian and they were they encountering jesus and it was amazing because we were doing it in Costa for a bit, and then God kind of said, you need to do it in the house, like, you need to do mm-hmm. it in the training ground. So I asked, and the manager was amazing as well, and I asked him, I said, look, is it okay if we do the Bible studies in, in, in the training ground? And he said, of course, I'll, like, mm-hmm. that is no problem at all. So Jason had a vision before that that we were, we were doing worship. We were actually doing worship in the training ground, and that's exactly what happened after. So mm-hmm. we would do all together with, I'd bring my guitar and you can see, not this guitar, but, um, and we just worship, we'd worship. And, um, like you said, when you have that, the worship, God's presence is released in that place. Mm. And that in the spirit does so much, you know, like the light shines and people are drawn to it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. It, it's just, it was just amazing. And we, we, we went, um, the chaplain was, again, was amazing to Benedict. Um, and we decided to start praying on the pitch as well before games,
2: mm.
1: which they still do to this day, which is amazing. And um, we started praying and, you know, just praying for the, the other team and all of that. Well, this again grew and there would be teammates who weren't Christian, just just being at like, oh, like, Can I join? Or even them standing around, I said, well, do you want to come and join? Like, And they were like, do I I need to say anything? Or I was like, no, just stand there. It's fine. And after praying, they would experience the presence of God. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's actually really simple. We we complicate it sometimes a lot. And it's actually a lot more simple when you have a group. So, for example, wherever you are listening to this, if you have someone who has a heart for God, and all you need to do is connect and pray with them and like just start that because jesus says there's so much power when there are two more gathered so when you're gathered with someone in your workplace and you're praying for your teammates or your work colleagues and you start that momentum will build and his presence will be released Mm -hmm. it is as simple as that it's just joint, but it has to be with someone who genuinely has a heart for it Mm -hmm. because you know, there are there are unfortunately that that say they are and um, but their heart isn't in it. But that's a, that's another thing.
0: Yeah, wow. Wow. This is so encouraging. Like honestly, it's just great what you're doing and how God is using you. And it's just through your obedience and through your humility, you know. I really see that in you, like you've got such a humility to you. And I think, you know, obviously God, when he sees that, obviously he's like, Yep. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's so much that can be. You know, released, yeah, through, through, through someone who's humble and through someone who has a heart for people. So that's so encouraging, you know, for me, like in my sport, I'd love to see people transformed, especially by the presence of God, by the Holy Spirit. So, wow, that's so encouraging. I've got things to pray about after this for sure. So thank you so much for sharing that. And also, um, as we're coming to the end of this, sadly, I feel like I've got so many more questions and I really want to talk to you for longer. But obviously, I appreciate your time. I'm not going to keep asking questions. There's
1: no, there's no rush. So don't worry. <laughs> no, I understand. It's, a, it's all good. Whatever, whatever you need anyway, there's no rush. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. But yeah, so in so I've got a question in terms of like, what encouragement, you know, what encouragement would you give or advice would you give to Christians in the sports and fitness world?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um I mean, I can only go on kind of what I've seen and experienced and it's kind of like I'd say there's more lows and highs um mm-hmm. in in sport naturally, which I think a lot you can it's easy to kind of go into it and go oh my goodness, what is this? But my best advice is that when you stick with him the prince of peace, the king of kings and when you for example this is where everything started to change for me was mm-hmm. the surrender
2: mm-hmm.
1: was that surrender sometimes and growing up football was an idol for me and god had to do work in my heart to kind of bring it down and be like you need to give this over to me you know like and it was a painful experience it was a painful process but it was so needed because now my foundation is totally on him it means that, then, God, whatever I go through and the storms that come, I'm not dependent on the sport, you know. So when I have that rejection, when I face that trial, it doesn't it doesn't feel like something's taken, some something's completely wiped me off my feet. Don't get me wrong, it's hard. Mm-hmm. This season's been a very hard one personally with me. I've just come back from an ACL um, injury, mm-hmm. so. Not to say that it's hard, but my best advice is when you stick with him, he will not let you down. And no matter what tough things, he will always bring you through. Romans 8, 28, it's you'll you'll cause all things to turn for good for those who love him, you know. So when you have that heart posture to him and just what it, God will do all the hard work for you, you know. And you just have to stick by him and it, and he'll work the rest out, you know. The biggest thing is that he's such a good father, such a good dad, um, and he wants the best for you. He wants the best for your career, you know. And that's when you stick with him, he will make all. And it's amazing promise as well, you know. Not only do we go through them hard times, but also he has that promise of um, that he will. He's able to do more than we can dream, think, or imagine for us in our lives, in our careers, in, in our sports and that for me is is amazing and he's done that for me he's done that like i said i've played at Wembley i i've, I've, I've yeah. played in I've played in places where as a child i never thought possible that i could play like never in a million years so god is a god that loves to fulfill our dreams um but the most important thing is is your heart to him you know he wants your heart and that for me is my best advice give him your heart and everything else will be good
0: yeah oh thank you so much yeah so important wonderful advice and also I know you mentioned a couple of bible verses there but are there any other bible verses that have really you know anchored you you know through your life in general and also through your career
1: yeah there's like for example through that Stephenish thing God really spoke Isaiah 41 um all of that, just read it. It's amazing. It's just about in saying, you know, just grab onto my hand, really. Like, I'll get you through. And that, like I said, it's just like a a, a son with with his dad. You know, and he is my dad. You know, just grabbing on, just holding his hand, walking through it. Also, um uh, the story of Joseph is massive for me. I've been, I've had a lot of words, a lot of uh, uh from people saying, yeah, there's a Joseph thing, and. It's just really resonated with me because I think actually the story of Joseph can it is for everyone. The way that he goes through rejection, the way he um, is put through things which are really painful. But you look at the end of the day, he wins like he gets exactly where God wants him to be. And that I fully believe that that's his promise for every of his children. You know, like he will get you there in the end, you know. Um and it's just kind of believing that and, and taking hold. So it helps me because it kind of gives me hope and then in them in them seasons, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Love that so much. And also, do you have any advice for those, maybe athletes and those who aren't athletes who really want to get into the word more, get into the Bible?
1: Yeah, I, I would so encourage it. Um, like I said, it's it's very much that if you want to find ha- you know the way God's if you want to learn and know which is the main way God speaks to you is through his word mm-hmm. you know and like I said when you start there everything else will start flowing out and the big things will come it's the simplicity of of the word getting in there you know I because I, I'll be honest I'm not I'm not a reader like I'm, I'm not very good at reading like not good but for me, the way I learn and the way I is very much. what So I watch stuff or I listen to stuff, you know. It's just finding out what helps you and gets you in the word better, whether that's listening to it, whether that's watching someone talk about it. It's all the good stuff, you know. So it it's not like one shoe fits all. So it's kind of finding your kind of lane of, you know, what's, what's the best for it, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Really great. And lastly, before we close, um, could you pray for us? Could you pray us out? If there's anything on your heart that you want to pray, in terms of you know those who are listening,
1: yeah, I would love to. Okay, well, Jesus, I, I just want to thank you so much for this incredible time. I thank you, Jesus, that you are so close to us right now, that you are so present in this moment with us praying. I thank you that you love us that I thank you for everyone who's listening and to carry that, God, I thank you that your plans for them are good, that your plans are prosperous, your plans, Father, that, like I said earlier in your word, that you have plans that go beyond what they can even think or dream or imagine. But I, I ask now, right, in the name of Jesus, that you would release hope. I ask that you release hope. Whatever they're going through, whatever struggles, whatever trials, <clears throat> I thank you, Father, that you are the God of the breakthrough. And I've seen it in my life. And I thank you, Father, for the authority that you have, Father, with breakthrough. And I just release right now that spirit of breakthrough over every single person that is listening to this. Father, I ask that you will get them to that place, that you will um, propel them, Father. And I just see many, many people, many athletes are on that stepping stone moment so in places where it's that next level it's it's not where you're going to be but God has something bigger and I see many people who are going to listen to this are in that place and I believe that many athletes who are listening to this uh, and it could be for you Carrie as well I'm not sure what I'm getting but um Mm -hmm. it's very much where you are right now is very much uh, I just see a springboard And actually, God was speaking to me earlier when I was driving. He was saying a lot about being a springboard. And I believe that you're in a a, a springboard season where uh, God is going to propel you from something that seems small and it might seem insignificant uh, in the natural realm. But actually, God is going to use it to springboard you into promotion. So I believe that many God, I thank you that you're going to do that for um, everyone here in Jesus name. Um, but I just want to pray your blessing on them now. I thank you, Father, that you would just literally right now encounter them exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. I ask Jesus, it says that you knock on our hearts and you are you are a God that pursues us every single day, every mm-hmm. single moment of our lives. That's how much you love us. And I just pray now, Father, that that you would just absolutely engulf every part of everyone right in this moment. Let them experience your love, your presence, because it's in your presence that everything flows. That's where everything is is just incredible, you know. So, Jesus, we bless you. We thank you for this. And I thank you for every single person listening uh, and for their future with you, because it is so bright. And I thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name amen I also pray right now father any um, injuries father anyone has uh, faced anyone that's listening I pray in the name of Jesus that every single uh, ankle injury knee injury will be healed in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. we ask father right now for your anointing your healing father to be released of every single person here mm-hmm. father I ask that you would literally encounter them that they would know that you are the God uh, you're the, the healing God that we all know and love in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Alex. So powerful. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I'm sure, hearing so many great testimonies from everything that you said and, and from those prayers. So, yeah, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to speak to you this evening.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Carrie.
0: Uh, so thank you everyone for listening. Please let me know how you know how that was for you, and let us know of any testimonies as well. Because I, I really do feel that in my heart that this conversation is going to you know reach people and, and really impact people. So yeah, I'll see you on the next episode and have a wonderful time whatever you're doing in this moment. Bye.
1: Bye.